SFFYA listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future, our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Jen Northington, recording a little late on May 24th because I don't know how time works. Uh, and today I am talking about series that I'm putting back on my radar. Is it series or serieses? I never know. Uh, I just recently got caught up with both the Locked Tomb series by Tamsin Muir, which Nona the Ninth comes out later this year, and you're all going to love it. Uh, and then... Also, Fevered Star by Rebecca Roanhorse, which is the second book in the Between Earth and Sky series. So I'm like current on a couple series. And it reminded me that there are a few that I have fallen off track on. So we're going to talk about those today. But before we do that, let us hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang. So this is an interesting love story. It's great for fans of Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow and High Fidelity. It's set in the mid-90s at NYU. And it follows young Wang, who has gotten the advice of love through Chinese numerology from his uncle. So he believes that he will have seven great loves in his life. And then he meets Irena in 95 and she's like the best. She's brilliant, charismatic, quick-witted, funny. They fall in love. But the thing is, she's number six. So if he is to have seven great loves, does that mean his time with Arena is going to come to an end? So this is a love letter to Western pop culture, Eastern traditions, and being a first-generation New Yorker. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to Flatiron Books, publisher of 888 Love and the Divine Burden of Numbers by Abraham Chang for sponsoring this episode. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Greenleaf Book Group. No summer vacation should be without a great read. And I don't know about you, but I am partial to mysteries and thrillers for my hot month reads. It's hot girl reading summer always over here. And from the award-winning librettist of Legally Blonde, the musical and the screenwriter of Freaky Friday, Heather Hawk, comes the page-turning psychological thriller, The Trouble with Drowning. So when author Eden Hart floats into Tucson's Antigone books and all her dazzling perfection to give a reading, Kat, a struggling writer, can't help but compare herself. Thankfully, Kat's life starts to take on its own Eden-like glow when her literary future takes shape and she falls madly in love with Jacob. As demons from her past begin to surface, Kat's mental health craters and this halcyon dream slips through her fingers. For the fastest paced slow burn you won't be able to put down, be sure to check out The Trouble with Drowning by Heather Hawk on Amazon or your retailer of choice. And thanks again to Greenleaf Book Group for sponsoring this episode. All right, so I feel like many moons ago, I probably talked about the Kangaroo series by Curtis Chen. This is my sci-fi series pick. The first book is Waypoint Kangaroo. And when I tell you that this book was so much fun, it is sort of the perfect summer sci-fi read, I think. I mean, you could read it any time of year, but if you're looking for something very, like, action-y and fun and light, this is a sci-fi, like, whodunit 
set on a cruise ship in outer space on the way to Mars? Like, what? Uh, the main character, Kangaroo, which is, like, obviously his code name, um, is sort of a spy, but he's not, like, a very good one, except for the fact that he has this strange access to a portal that opens into, like, an inf- a parallel universe where there's nothing, as far as he can tell. And he can, like, put things into this pocket dimension and then retrieve them. And uh, it's obviously an amazing superpower and the agency wants to use it, you know, because nobody else can get to his pocket universe except for him. So he's like a very safe place to put, you know, sensitive things. But he, you know, in the course of doing a mission messes up yet again. And so he's sent on sort of vacation, quote unquote. They're basically like, things are a little hot right now because you messed this up. Please go on this cruise ship to Mars and stay out of our hair and like, don't. Don't do anything to call attention to yourself. Of course, he is not capable of doing that. And, you know, there's like a spy on the ship and there's murder and everything is happening. And, you know, he just happens to be there for all of it. (laughs) And it is really enjoyable. The, like, action was fun. The characters were great. I love the supporting characters. And I just am obsessed with this concept of, like, an interplanetary cruise ship, you know, who done it spy situation like that is a brilliant concept and chen executes it so well and i had completely forgot that it was meant to be just the first book in a series which it is and the second book is out it's called kangaroo 2 and i when i established that immediately put it on my library hold, uh, he is. It picks up with him on his way back from another mission, and there is like a mining robot, and um, there is another, you know, more to do with his smuggling things into his pocket universe. There's more murder. There's more hijinks. I'm, and it's set on the moon, which you know I'm here for. So like interplanetary, like bumbling spy action hijinks like what what's not to love about that I ask you (laughs) so that's the kangaroo series by Curtis C. Chen and again the first book is Waypoint Kangaroo and the second is Kangaroo 2 please join me in enjoying those this summer And then my fantasy pick is like a little bit more fantasy horror. It's, you know, it's as close as I ever get to that. But I do not mind a little eldritch horror in my fantasy. And so this is the Beneath the Rising series by Primi Mohammed. The first book is also conveniently called Beneath the Rising. I know I've mentioned this book on the show before, but y'all listen. It's so good. Uh, It's about two... I guess they're late teenage years, early 20s, that age. Uh, Nick and Johnny, uh, which is the nickname for Joanna, they have been the closest of friends since a very traumatic incident that happened to them when they were children. Johnny is an actual literal genius, like out here, you know, solving actual world problems, very young 
but very, very smart, like like got a PhD at age six or something kind of ridiculously smart. Uh, and so she lives this very like globe trotting, high flying, high profile life, whereas Nick, you know, is from uh, like an underserved community. Um, his family is just trying to make ends meet. He does. He works at a fast food restaurant like life is not easy for him. Um, he's doing his best to support his mother and siblings, but it's not easy. And so Johnny is back in town and, you know, they don't have a lot in common, but somehow that has never that has never changed that they are friends. Um and Nick just sort of knows what to expect with Johnny. So Johnny's back in town. Nick goes to visit. And she has invented this, like, reactor that's, you know, tiny, fits in the kitchen on the counter, but could eliminate all use of fossil fuels, which would obviously be an amazing game changer for the whole world, you know, because climate change, environmental collapse, et cetera, et cetera. Like, she's going to fix that. Except it turns out that this reactor perhaps opens a portal to where the aforementioned eldritch gods are waiting to take over the world, which is not great. And so Johnny and Nick go on this, like, world, you know, international adventure to try to stop the eldritch beings from taking over. It definitely has, like, tentacles and weird, like, sort of body-ish horror stuff, Um, but it was an amount that I personally could manage, so... You know, if it's not your usual jam, I still think you should give it a try. I loved these characters. I loved how complicated their relationship was. It is not a simple friendship. And they, like, hurt each other in the way that only the very closest of friends can hurt each other. Um, And there are some things that come out that, like, they have to deal with. And it's a really amazingly done relationship story, as well as, you know, having all of this fascinating world building and, uh, you know, magic and supernatural stuff going on. It's really, really good. Um, And I forgot (laughs) that there were more, not only were there more books in the series, but there are three of them. They're all out now. Like the third one just came out this year. So I have two books worth of catching up to do. And I think this is also a good summer series because, you know, the extra light will hopefully keep me from having nightmares about these like creepy, creepy creature powers that are in this book. Uh, but I like I think it's worth the scares for me. And I bet y'all, especially if you tend more towards Sharifa's, you know, end of the horror spectrum, this is definitely needs to go on your list. So again, that is the Beneath the Rising series by Premier Mohammed, and the first book is Beneath the Rising. So yeah, lots of lots of great series out there to catch up with, y'all. It's it's an ongoing practice, and I love that we get that opportunity. Uh, you know, whenever, whenever we're ready. So that's our show today. Uh, many thanks to our sound editor, Caitlin Brame, for making us sound better than we would otherwise each and every episode. We super appreciate that, and I'm sure you do, too. Uh, thank you all for listening. We super appreciate that. If you would like to email us, you can do that. Yeah. At bookriot.com, you can send in theme requests, you can send in pet pictures, you can send in feedback about the show or what you're reading, what series you love. We'll take it all. If you would like to review us, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, wherever you can find a place to leave a review. 
We super appreciate that because it does help other folks to find us. And speaking of finding us, you can find me on Twitter and Tumblr at Jen IRL, J-E-N-N-I-R-L, or on Instagram as I am Jen IRL. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye.